0: It's our second week of Advent here at See Here Love, and we're focusing on peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, the one who brings shalom to the world. So join us as we light our second candle on our Advent wreath, as we listen to our women's panel share what it means to be a peacemaker, how to choose peace in our own lives, how to live in peace with others, and how Jesus guides us toward peace and justice. That's all coming up right now. Well, welcome to our second week of Advent, Cheryl. You are, like, gorgeous in the red for Christmas. My
1: boss said Christmas. I thought (laughs) I'd bring a little little Christmas cheer.
0: And this is a perfect show for us, Peace. Yeah. Right? Second week of Advent in the Christmas season focusing on peace. And I know for, for some of those people who are tracking with us, they know about Advent. But for those that don't. Today's second week of Advent is we're focusing on peace and the candles represent uh, what we're going to be focusing on for each week of the Christmas season. And it actually is like a pause, an intentional pause mm-hmm. to think about hope, peace, joy, and love as we anticipate um, the coming of Jesus. And I love it because it is a moment in Christmas where it's so busy and chaotic. This is a time in Advent where we go, Whoa. Yeah. Let's think about these things that lead up to Christmas. Let's ponder. Let's be in awe of it. So that's what we do. That's what we're doing here this Christmas season. Yeah. And so today good. it's peace. I and I know it. you're about peace. How would you define peace, Cheryl?
1: Well, you know, Melinda, I'm so glad we're doing this show. If there's ever a time yeah. <laughs> that we need right. peace in the world, it's now. And I was thinking about peace in these two sort of ways. Like I think the lowest level that we can reach to, low-hanging fruit, would be the absence of turmoil. Mm. That's that definition of peace, the absence of turmoil, conflict. But then the highest tree that we can grab is living in harmony with. Mm. And so when you think about outside uh, externals, that, that standard is unity that we're reaching for. Mm. When we're thinking about one with the other, we're looking to live harmoniously Love. with our brothers and sisters. Mm. And then even within ourselves, uh, being one, knowing uh, who God is, uh, settled, grounded, being okay with our decisions, our directions, mm-hmm. no stress, no conflict, and I think sometimes we're just we're just in the first stages of like I'm not causing trouble or I'm avoiding trouble, yeah. but that's not peace making. That's peacekeeping. keeping. All right, mm-hmm. and I
0: love too because peace in the Hebrew word is shalom, yes. and the best definition I've heard of shalom is everything is right. Oh, I love that. Peace is everything is right. And I know we're going to be discussing that because what does that look like? What does everything being right mean for us as followers of Jesus, as peacemakers? Yeah. And so I think that's a good sort of foundation for that. Yeah. Um, and we have a verse too. I know you yeah. brought us a verse to a great verse to, to ground us yeah. for the show.
1: Yeah, and it's found in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14, 15, and 17, and it says, For he himself is our peace and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. That's what we were talking about. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity, mm. thus making peace. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were Ugh, near.
0: Chills. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's a good verse to start that there it's, there's no us and them anymore. It's right. one, one humanity. humanity. And speaking of one, we've got our two great contributors, Tryphine and Esther with us. Hi, hi ladies. Hey, um, how are you doing? It's great. Are you ready to talk about peace? So ready. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, this is so necessary. Oh, it is for a year like this. So here's the thing. Let's start off with the hard question right off the top. And it's why are we not choosing peace? <laughs> in our own lives and for others. And why do we continue to live with stress, no margins and chaos? And the reason why I want to start with us is that it starts with us. Yeah. So let's be very honest and I'm gonna start with you, Trifina. And I mean, the assumption is you're living in chaos. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying why do we collectively not choose to live in peace with ourselves and with others?
2: I mean, the assumption that I'm living in chaos wouldn't be too far off base (laughs) this week. everything behind me right now. I think I love how you talked about Shalom being everything being right. And I think often when I'm not living in peace, if I talk about myself, everything is not right. It's not right within there's insecurity. That's manifesting. There's lies I'm believing. And so I like, I have two propensities. I can either overfunction because I'm trying to prove my worth or under function because I'm sitting in depression and despair mm. and I'm scared to make a move. And so for me, that is where I struggle with.
0: Okay. Wow. Thank you for the honesty. I think there's a, there's a number of people that can resonate with that and connect with you on
3: that, Trifina.
0: Esther, for you.
3: I really resonate with what Trifina just said, all of that um, overachiever here. But one thing that I, I think about when I think of living with no margin Is this life of comparison and i think that it you know it started with the comparison of the joneses but even now you know having come from a design background with this you know perfect instagram square life you start to try to fit into what society portrays as perfection but it's so perfect and so unattainable i just i couldn't stay there because i felt like there was no peace always comparison And so the book I'm reading right now says that actually we compare ourselves to our most outgoing and successful friends, not the average every day, but we always compare ourselves without realizing to the most outgoing and successful people in our life. And that's just unattainable. Mm Wow. Okay.
0: Cheryl, for <laughs> you. I know I'm like, like, yeah. good things and honest things yeah, you guys are sharing. Honest amazing. things.
1: I, I think just very quickly, there's such divisive messaging. It's, it's really the enemy of our peace. And it tells us that we're never enough, not good enough, it, more, more, more. Mm-hmm. And so we end up Being in a rat race, a a constant Mm -hmm. wheel, uh, always obtaining but never satisfied. Ah, And it's so uh, anti-God's heart for us. Yes.
0: So what I'm hearing, so we've got this anti-God's heart, always achieving, obtaining, wanting more, like a a consumeristic mentality, over-functioning, comparing us to the Joneses whoa, we need this topic more than ever of peace because we will never be then at peace if we're always comparing with somebody else, yeah. if we're always over-functioning. And I think, I think for me, you know, the chaos and peace, and I think it has to do with productivity. The more that we produce, the more valuable we are. But Come on. The more that we look like we're, right? we're actively giving to society um, something, then our worth is tied up in what that. What a lie. I know, and it. it is a lie, because imagine, like, if I'm working, 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 because value is attached to that. Mm. I am exhausted and burnt out and don't have margins because, oh because of that, that pace.
1: I just got, like, you're talking about misplaced value. Yes. And forgetting our identity and that the Prince of Peace came to live, to, mm-hmm. you know, commune with us, and that just isn't enough. Like, who we are in God is yeah. never enough. Right, that's, right. That's damaging.
0: I know. Trifina, Esther, your thoughts on that, this pace that we're living in and choosing to live in.
2: So I was, Esther and I were chatting about this earlier. I, do you remember the movie The Devil Wears Prada? It's oh, one of my yes. favorite movies. Yes, And I love like these two women who are so strong and they're like moving forward in the publishing committee in the publishing world. But yet it, what it taught me, what I internalized unintentionally is that my success is equated with my busyness. The more busier I am, the better I am. So when people ask me, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm busy. Cause you need to know that I'm contributing something to this world. I'm not just sitting by and doing nothing. And so I hear you on this pace of life because often I'm so busy. I'm over-functioning. I'm exhausted but my adrenaline's kicked in. And so now I have a high and I'm addicted to that adrenaline.
0: Whoa. And so it's
2: like the cycle that I get
3: stuck in. It's a cycle. Yeah. It's cycle. Yeah, one of the verses that I've held on to when I start to get in that cycle of, of pace or lack thereof, uh, Philippians 4.11. It's just that I've learned in whatever state I am to be content. And knowing the circumstances that Paul was in when he wrote those words, it brings perspective in my life. And I realize like, whoa, I need to slow down. I need to stop. And stop comparing, and just lean into contentment. And that contentment is always found when you're leaning into to Christ and what He has for you, and not what you're trying to produce for yourself.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. Now, speaking of pace and peace, uh, a few years ago we had author of four New York Times bestsellers, blogger, speaker, mama to seven, wife of one fine farmer, <laughs> and it. I set on living for an audience of one. We had the in- Incredible, formidable, Anne Voskamp here with us. And she shares this good reminder to us about peace uh, and what peace and who is needed to take pace and the chaos of our pace to peace. Let's hear from Anne. In the Christmas season,
4: I always take these those little wooden letters from the Monopoly, the Scrabble, <laughs> yeah. um, and make pace, because it's always the pace of the season, right? Right. P-A-C-E. But if you put some space between there and put the E in pace, you have peace. The E being Emmanuel, God with us. And then if I am in close company and connection with Jesus, I incarnate Jesus Mm -hmm. and I can go out into the pace and the craziness and bring the peace of Jesus Christ to someone else. Pace to peace. Pace to peace. And that comes with the E of Emmanuel. How am I being with God? And that's not... That's not just cerebral again. That's me incarnating Jesus and taking that out into the world to be a a minister of reconciliation. And and honestly, thank God that
0: that he came to show us that way. Like we needed somebody to show us. Because clearly on our own, we're (laughs) selfish and self-centered and want things for ourselves. But we needed Jesus to come. And it's part of Advent of hoping and waiting for this Prince of Peace to come Mm -hmm. into the world.
1: Wow. (laughs) I know, right? Wow, I actually remember that moment. Mm -hmm. It was life-changing for us, this idea of inserting Emmanuel into the pace of life, bringing about peace. Yeah, it
0: was so good. I love Anne, she's great.
1: I love her, um, always making us think, well guys, I got a question for you. Okay. Uh, How is peace ushered into the world uh, through the birth of Jesus? Emmanuel, uh, like Anne shared, you know, looking at the conflict in the world and how polarizing it is right now, how does he make a difference in our world today? I'd love to ask you, Esther. Good
3: question. Woo! That's a good question. Honestly, it's actually a verse that comes to mind first, which is John 14, 27. And he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. And it's not peace like the world gives. Mm. And that is so encouraging to me because Jesus modeled that life of being connected to his source of peace in God. And then he gave us his Holy Spirit. And the fruit of the Holy Spirit and living in the spirit is a life of peace. And so for the first time in history, someone was offering eternal hope and eternal peace yeah. apart from works, apart from striving. It was simply peace in our, our source,
1: which is God. Oh, oh that's good. The that. Holy Spirit okay. the Holy coming spirit. over us Yeah, to give us that peace. Leading us into peace. Love Tarfina, that. What about you? Good.
2: So good. I love like that idea of like Jesus being that person of peace. I also I'm so struck with the way Jesus lived his life. Mm-hmm. He didn't worry about what people thought about him. He was so at peace with who God had created him to be and who his ide- what his identity was. And even as we were talking about earlier, they're not being this us and them anymore. I think mm-hmm. as he lived out of the fullness of who he was, his whole self, he created space for others to do that too. So if I think of him flipping tables at the tabernacle and clearing out the, um, the outer courts, he was making space for the Gentiles to come in and know that they're loved exactly as they are, and they are bearers of the image of God as well. And I just, I think that's so powerful that he creates space by owning his own identity and then creating it for others.
0: Oh, mm. love it. That's so good. I, Melinda, I know you got a <laughs> banger for us. Please share. Peace being ushered in. And again, I think I mentioned this prophetic tradition for all oh, followers God, of God. Jesus to be invited in to the pursuit of shalom. Yeah. So that means that when we say yes to Jesus, he goes, great, now you're a peacemaker. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, as the Prince of Peace, I'm gonna show you the way to do it, and now you must do it. Mm-hmm. It's this, if you want everything to be right, mm-hmm. then you need to be right makers, peacemakers. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? It means that when my sister in Cambodia does not have clean water or is being exploited or does not have food, I am not at peace then. Mm-hmm. I can't be at peace knowing that that a sister is struggling. Therefore, I need to use my voice, my finances, whatever it means to help her. It means that, here's the thing, faith in Jesus is not a singular about me. It is a communal about us. Oh. Right? Like, it's, it's, it's that whole verse you just shared, Cheryl. Yeah. It's like, God came to break the divide. Yeah. And to bring one humanity, which means when I have a sister suffering, it means that then I am responsible to bring peace to her life. Oh, It is, I could be at peace, I could be comfortable North America, but if my sister is not at peace, then I have to be a a sister to bring peace. And so how peace is ushered in into my life is that, oh man, it's a big deal because I have claimed to follow Jesus. It means that Jesus ushering peace is that I need to as well usher in peace to the world. I'm like God. I know. I listen. We're on
1: fire today. I'm on fire. But I just want to say, one woman's battle is every woman's battle. Well, yes. That's what I'm getting from you. Yes. Love, 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 love. Okay, for For me, for you. Real quick, I think. Jesus and peace. I think Jesus modeled peace. His greatest teaching, his greatest sermon was his life. He lived as an open book, and he taught us that peacekeeping sometimes means righting wrongs. Mm-hmm. sometimes means addressing uh, wrong thinking, wrong systems, addressing those that are being marginalized, loving those on the fringe, bringing them in. Yeah. And so it's this whole upside down way of obtaining peace, that love. I think about Martin Luther King in this moment. I think about Mother Teresa, how love is this powerful force that clears the path of all things that oppose peace mm-hmm. and ushers in this this Jesus modeled peace for us.
0: See, and you know what? I love this Cheryl and Esther and Trifina, and just some quick thoughts. But it's like sometimes we kind of stay away from peace because it's like, oh, it's a lot of work. It's you know, right. it's messy, right? But that's the call
1: but we're called to it. We are
0: called to peace Esther yeah. Trefina, your thoughts. We are called to
3: peace Go for it. <laughs> this is a hard one for me because it, it does it requires action Honestly, I can do all the things in the world, but we are the truth is we're not promised peace on earth I think that for me I have to keep my eyes focused on the eternal, that he is our eternal peace and he's ushering in peace because the reality is that we will always have conflict in this world. And for me, I need to know who fights my battles. And there's a song that Carrie Job saying, it's called Be Still My Soul. And it's Be Still My Soul, the Lord is on thy side. And it's constant reminder that The Lord is on my side. He is fighting for me and he's fighting for our sisters who are oppressed. And so if I can just align myself with that message that it doesn't, it actually takes the pressure off of us to have to do all the work, knowing that we are partnered with God, with the Holy Spirit to fight for us and with us in these trials. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Trifina? I love that so much. And I love that peace, like
2: even the language peacemaker, it's so active. And we've been talking a lot about how Holy Spirit is like part of that peace. And if if the fruit of the spirit peace then part of the fruit of our life should be pursuing peace not only for ourselves but for those around us so I love how it's become a conversation about not
1: just us but for each and every person around us as well so 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 good guys nice you guys awesome well listen spiritual leader author justice advocate communicator and peacemaker Danielle Strickland shares with us what peace on earth should
4: and could look like take a look one band said All we're saying is give peace a chance. I feel like Isaiah probably saying the same thing, you know, to a people who really have all they've known is war, all they've known is destruction, all they've known is enmity between peoples. You know, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. once said that true peace is not the absence of conflict, it's the presence of justice. shalom the concept of peace that we're talking about when we unpack the scriptural word for peace shalom it doesn't just mean the absence of things that are difficult it means the presence of things that are good it means like goodness and fullness and wholeness and rightness it means that everything that's wrong is crying out to be made right and that's the kind of peace that God wants to bring to the world not just to say, oh, you don't have to worry anymore, you don't have any sufferings anymore, or you don't have any problems anymore. I mean, Jesus said this pretty clearly when he spoke to his disciples. You're going to have problems. There's going to be suffering. It's going to be difficult. But here's what I want you to remember. Here's what really matters. Here's the thing that's going to change your difficulties and your sufferings, not the circumstances, but the presence of me, the presence of the prince of The presence of the one that brings goodness, that brings rightness, that brings wholeness, that brings fullness. Do you see what just happened there? The kind of peace that God wants to give is not a peace that comes from outside. It's a peace that comes from inside so that despite the circumstances, no matter how bad things look, I mean, think about it. Jesus is born to an occupied people who are dealing with injustices every single day. And when the prophet Isaiah says Jesus is coming as the Prince of Peace, what he means is that that peace is going to insert itself right into the middle of our difficulties, right into the middle of our circumstances, right into the middle of our suffering. And out of that place, bring a peace that the world cannot. Possibly understand, and that's what we're hoping this Advent for you, peace.
0: So powerful what Danielle shared, Mm -hmm. postures of peace, and what it means for the Prince of Peace to come. So good, so good. On that, let's discuss what we're doing to usher in Shalom. Yeah. Uh, What we're personally doing to be peacemakers. I think it's important for you know us to share Mm -hmm. about that. Uh, Trifina, let's start with you. What are you doing? I have to be honest, Like we are in a polarized world
2: right now and I struggle with that because I struggle with how many different opinions are out there Hmm. and to find peace with people that are different from me. And so for me, a big part I have to keep reminding myself is if we're called to bring heaven to earth here, the kingdom of heaven is every tribe, every tongue, every nation. And we are all image bearers of God. And there are going to be people that think differently than me, but are still image bearers of God. So for me, practically, I have to sit down with Jesus and even in the moment, maybe pull myself out and go to the bathroom and be like, all right, Holy Spirit, how do you love this person? How are you represented in this person right now?
0: So Trifina, what does that look like then? Because for sure, we are very polarized today. Yeah. So what does that mean yeah. then? If I completely disagree with somebody in their point of view, how, how do I show peace to them? Mm. I think so. It can be twofold. I
2: can still have a boundary with you of like, I, I can love you and respect your opinion and not tear you down on social media or gossip about you and all of mm. that. And, but still respect that you are created in the image of God. You're an intellectual, mm. um, but still have a boundary of, okay, Hey, so I respect what you're saying, but I may not be in the same place as you. And that may change our relationship a little bit, but I can still show love in that.
0: So we're showing love even when we disagree. Yeah. <laughs> That's big. That's a big one. It's a big one yeah. in a time like this, and I yeah. think that's the call. We yeah. it's loving others. Yeah, it's good.
3: Esther. Uh, well, first, I can completely relate to what Trafina just said about putting up boundaries and maintaining peace with that. That's something I've had to do. Uh, when I look back at a season of my life that was was lacking peace in a big way, it was actually when my boys were about one and three years old, and I was such a stretched, exhausted. Um, you know, stressed out parent with these two little kids. I didn't know what to do. I didn't handle it well. I was filled with anger. Um, it was a very difficult season. And I remember reading a book with some friends, Glimpses of Grace, and the author was talking about how we've received grace from God and how important it is to extend that to our families and the people around us. And I remember that really struck me. And I thought, I need to change. I need to uh, change the trajectory of our family life because my, my lack of peace is affecting everyone. And so I changed my posture with them. I started to listen and take a posture of learning from my kids, praying for them, praying for myself and releasing control. And that has changed our entire family life dramatically since that moment. I've become a different parent because I started to extend grace. And so I love that verse Psalm thirty four fourteen to seek peace and pursue it because I had to seek it. It didn't come naturally to me yes, that season.
0: Yes, yes. I had to seek
3: it and receive it.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. Good point. Yeah. Peace doesn't just come like, oh, huh? no. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Doesn't happen. It's this intentionality that we have to go seek after it. We have to pause, think about it, pray through it. Fantastic. Great, Esther. Okay. Peace, social justice advocate. I mean, this is your thing, Cheryl. Oh,
1: man. Okay, so... Peace making for me looks like reconciliation and mm-hmm. reconciliation works a lot of muscles in me. So real quick, um, I think about our indigenous brothers and sisters in this moment mm-hmm. at this time in our nation. I think about equality between men and women. I think about uh, the, you know, black lives mattering. I think about all the things and reconciliation for me involves forgiveness mm-hmm. It's a laying down of being right or the need to be right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a posture of repentance sometimes. Peacemaking could c- call us to repent of some things and actually make that known to the wounded and those that are injured. And it, it's, also, it's also a more active force of speaking up and advocating for, yeah. which could be uncomfortable and could seem confrontational. But w- the, when fueled with love, like what is the oh, motive? Good. When mm-hmm. fueled with love... Mm-hmm. It has a powerful effect. So a couple of things there. No, it's good. Yeah.
0: Now, some people I know, Cheryl, are afraid Yeah. to be peacemakers. Yes. Speak to that. I just want to encourage people because people are like, I'm tracking with all of you. Yeah. But I don't know where to start or I'm afraid yeah. to do that.
1: Okay, so situations, postures, atmospheres will stay unchanged if you stay in a woe is me moment or gosh, this is hard. Oh, I'm so sorry for you. Or man, this, this really sucks. God is calling us to step in intentionally into these moments like mm-hmm. he did. It's, it's a holy disruption, mm-hmm. right? So there's a call to speak, to advocate, to love on, to stand alongside. We can no longer sit on the back burner and expect peace, like you said, to fall into place. Right. Yeah.
0: You know what I love, um, and I'm gonna light the candle of peace now on our Advent wreath. But what I love is that this is not just about us, yeah, me. That every part of what you are saying, yeah, is about us. It is about us collectively that God came for the whole world. It makes me actually emotional. Yeah, He came too. for the whole world.
1: Me too. Yeah, to
0: bring peace to every single person in this world. Yeah, and the problem is, I will say this, is that we have put divides and barriers and we're uncomfortable with people because they don't look like us. They don't sound like us. They're not like us. And that is what has created the division um, among us. And now is the time more than ever. We know this, you guys, after a year of pandemic and polarization, it's exhausting. Yeah. Now is the time, sisters, brothers, to step in
1: yeah. and
0: say, we are going to choose peace. Mm. The Prince of Peace has made the way, has shown us the way.
1: Amen. So on
0: that note, I'm going to light our peace candle as we reflect on peace, Get this. <laughs> we're going to light the peace candle and, and take a time to reflect on, maybe this is the time as Cheryl prays, how can we step into peace? Uh, Lord Jesus, show us the way. Yeah. And what is the one area in our own life that we can start yeah. to be a peacemaker?
1: Cheryl, let's pray. So Father, never before have we sat, lived worked, loved among the more polarizing times than we do right now. Mm -hmm. We look around us and we wonder sometimes what is truly happening in this world. And for many of us, it leaves us with questions. It leaves us exhausted. It leaves us wondering. It leaves us fearful. For many of us, we have shrunken away, shrunken back. But this conversation reminds us, God, that you're calling us to be peacemakers And that may look different for each and every one of us. Father, would you show us the way? As you modeled peace, will you help us to live out peace, to speak peacefully, to live in reconciliation, one with the other? And we give you praise, God. You are the Prince of Peace. Amen.
0: Thanks so much, Brooke and Steve, Silent Night, Holy Night, one of my also favorite Christmas songs. And thank you to Tryphine and Esther for being with us. Merry Christmas to you, to Danielle Strickland, Cheryl. And Voskamp. And Ann Voskamp, thank you so much. What a full and inspiring and courageous show. I loved it. And if you'd like to follow along with us, and our Advent and participate in Advent all this month. You can with our Advent booklet. All you have to do is download it at seherlovecom Advent. Lots of activities for your family, prayers and blessings. You can also support us at seherlovecom donate so we can keep doing what we love to do, sharing peace and shalom to the world. Well, let me close with this Advent peace blessing to you and your family and friends. May we choose to embrace Jesus' way of peace, for the flourishing of others, as we join God in the world he is making. So go in peace, make peace, and be at peace. Thanks for joining us. Merry Christmas, Merry Merry Christmas, Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks for joining us.